Welcome to The Hub Podcast, episode number nine. My name is Derek Wyatt, and I'm really glad you're here. Because here at The Hub Podcast studio, we get to talk to artists, we talk to entrepreneurs, we talk to business owners and operators, all within the events industry. These are the people who make our weddings, galas, luncheons, conventions, parties, a smooth and memorable experience. And if you are someone looking for information on how to better plan an event, or if you're searching for information on the people, the vendors, or the companies who can help you through the process of event planning, then this podcast is most definitely for you. Or maybe you are an artist or a creator, and you feel like you've got a dream that just won't go away, and you want to know more about using your creativity and your talent to help birth this dream, then you are absolutely in the right place. The people here on this podcast share their journeys, their advice, their successes and their failures in efforts to educate and encourage you. And we here at The Hub want you to feel empowered to go out and make your own thing. Whatever talent you have, whatever creative inspiration is burning in your heart or mind, I'm here to tell you that the world needs your creation. You will be better off, hell, we will all be better off with you taking the right steps towards making this happen. Sound good? Okay, well now you know you're in the right place and we're really happy to have you. Today we had Carrie and Renee Esparza on the show. Carrie owns and operates Everlasting Elopements, which specializes in intimate weddings and her products are a one-stop shop so you don't have to chase down individual vendors. She provides the venue, food, tables, chairs, officiant, photo, video, cake, and more depending on the package. And her husband, Renee, runs Texas Wedding Ministers, which offers a quality efficient for your event. And he has a team of folks to choose from, so you can find someone you feel comfortable with, their style, their communication preference, language, race, religion, you name it. They want to make sure whoever is marrying you makes you feel really good. And they burst on the scene in this industry a little over six years ago, and they have done a phenomenal job. Everyone knows them and loves them, and who wouldn't? They provide a consistently high-quality product at a very affordable price. I use Texas Wedding Ministers here at Moments and Milestones for our weddings, and they have grown their business to span throughout San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi. They're freaking fantastic. And I gotta be honest with you, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I enjoy all the conversation, but this one was special to me because some entrepreneurs, they're doers. They act with their gut. They're like athletes. They feel it, you know? Their instincts tell them to move, and they move. They get a feeling, and they act. But sometimes, out of that group, you find someone who can break down and explain exactly what they're doing and why. And it's wonderful to understand that it's not all about gut instinct, but it's also about, and I would argue mostly about, being intentional in what you do. And I'm certainly not disrespecting nor disparaging gut instinct, not in the least. But in my opinion, if you're an entrepreneur and you have those gut instincts, yes, be thankful and listen to them. But always be able to back up your actions, your future plans, and your processes with specific intent. Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough. And it's our job for the sake of our businesses, for the sake of our clients, for our futures, for the success of our dreams, to understand wholly and completely who we are, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. And we need to have a simple, explainable reason for these things. 
And I think Carrie and Renee did a fantastic job talking about their experiences, what they learned from them, why they built the company the way they did, and where they're going with it. So a huge, huge thank you to them for taking the time out of their busy schedules. Oh, yes. And you should know that I brought donuts from a local place here in San Antonio called Duck Donuts. I think that's what it's called. Anyways, they have these special donuts with bacon and a few other goodies that I brought and handed out to the team there. And I don't remember who it was who said it, but they said the donuts were so good that it gave them an orgasm. Anyways, so kudos to Duck Donuts. They are evidently worth a visit. And I'm telling you this because there was a reference made to that comment in the podcast, and I thought maybe you might want a little context. So, okay, sound good? All right, let's do this thing. No, there's not. <laughs> but the no. media presents it in a way that you can. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's very, it's discouraging for a lot of brides and grooms because they don't realize the expense. They mm-hmm. don't realize everything that goes into it. Yep. And then us as vendors, I feel sometimes, you know, I would say, especially with Everlasting Elopement, 60% to 70% of my job is just educating. Yeah. It's not selling. It's not being on site. Yep. It's, not, it's, it's educating them. Yep. Well, and the people who, so it goes from generation to generation, Mm -hmm. right? In the previous generation, my parents, our parents, these kids' parents who are getting married, I'm putting myself in their generation. (laughs) (laughs) That may not necessarily be true, but we're just going to go with that. (laughs) But, uh, but they have, they had such a different experience getting married in 1980 right 1970 you know than you do now in 2018 it is a completely different experience neither better nor worse i don't think but the expectation of oh well we planned our wedding and it was small we're just going to do a small wedding for you but a small wedding still has a hundred different decisions to make and each one of those decisions he opens up more and uh, i mean it's still a huge undertaking it is it is and the millennials don't want to do the work Oh yeah, I, I, I so I have not found like this weirdness with generations. You have like the the different the millennial versus Gen X and yes, I have especially uh, just with everlasting elopements because since they're all inclusive packages, uh-huh. it's just you know I get those millennials that just don't want to do anything. Mm. They just want it to be simple. They want to book it online. They want to be done. Then oh, I, I get the yeah, older key. people Turnkey. that mm-hmm. are I'm going to book a wedding online. Yes. I want to come in and meet with you. And I'm yeah. like, um, well, it'll be a hundred dollars for you to come meet with me. Yeah. Well, why? Well, that's how I keep costs down. I don't really need to do. I know what to do. You, we're going to walk you through the process. When you're on book first, I'm not going to walk you through that process prior to you being a client. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, of yeah, course. It's hard. Yeah. Because then they're just gaining some of your resources and knowledge. And then what they do is they go off. And they'll look at my website, they'll pick one of my venues, go off, and they, they'll save themselves a couple hundred bucks doing I it themselves. See. I see. So, oh, yeah. that's, that's sneaky. Mm-hmm. Is that intentionally sneaky, you think? I can pretty much call, tell when somebody's on the phone with me if they're trying to do that or not. Yeah. 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 
Well, so it tell is me what it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. That, that's very true. And we deal with uh, so many different kinds of people. I'm sure you get to the point of you can kind of spot your client and who's oh, yeah. who's fishing, who's not really going to be, who's not going to fall in uh, your way. But tell me, tell me a little bit about you guys. Like, when did Renee and Carrie become <laughs> Renee and Carrie? Um, well, we've been together for 13 years, married for six now. Yes, ma'am. Six. Nice. Okay. Nice. So, um, so 13 years ago, she walks in. And suddenly, time stands still, and angels sing. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And that still yeah. happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Every time she walks in. When oh, like you're a, a blonde fresh new morning. in San Antonio, <laughs> when you're blonde in San Antonio, and there's guys that will only date blondes, it's kind of easy at him? to that's, pick that's, me that's, out. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she initiated. I just, you know, went along with it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's her world. You're just living. No, in I it. literally. He stared at me all night, and I said, "Are you going to stare at me all night, or are you going to talk to me?" Oh. That's exactly what happened. And his friend was like, "Well, let's get you a drink." <laughs> <laughs> And that's uh, for us. I guess it's been a little different. We uh, we've been having fun, and we we started having fun, and just having fun, and we just kind of never stopped. Kept having fun, and, yeah. it just, and that's really was well, entrepreneurialism always in your blood. I mean, where did that come from? I would say I think mine, come from Carrie. Uh, definitely mine. Not so much his. I think um, just us being together for so many years, he's learned, and I I'm one of those ones where I feel like we should make our own destiny. Mm. Um, I've, I, before being an entrepreneur and I've owned a couple of different businesses and I've worked a lot of high end, you know, mm. very, um, corporate white collar jobs. And, you know, I didn't like being a number. I also didn't like judging people that way. Mm. Um, and then being disposable, um, or myself either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the sales and marketing director for the Riverwalk before we started this business. I was doing events, you know, with a million people on the Riverwalk, mm. managing hundreds of volunteers, selling all of our sponsorships, mm. our ad, um, our ads in a magazine, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. It was all falling on me. We were a small team of seven people, but all sales came through me. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point where they just, they just expected it. Mm. But you know, and so. We went to go get married, mm-hmm. um, and we were going to have a destination wedding mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. but um, we decided not to do all the red tape and the marriage license back, so we just needed to get married civilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, we were online, and we were kind of looking around, and we're like, why is it so hard to find an officiant? Really? Mm. And I, the wheels just started turning. It's like the like, normal thing was just go to your local church well, or I didn't, get a friend. Yeah, and yeah. so... For for me, I would have more. I come from more of a traditional yeah. background, so for yeah. for me, it was always you know that's where I kind of expected to be. But yeah, sure. as I got older, that's not truly what I wanted. Yeah, so. yeah, I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and for me, I didn't want to go to the courthouse and be like, yeah. oh, you, you, yeah, let's sign this paper. It's not yeah. a memory I wanted. So I was like, we just need to do something really quick with an officiant. And you then, want it small, but you want yeah. it intimate in a way that's happy and joyful, not exactly. just checkbox and af- and affordable for what we're and affordable. Yeah, for right? sure. I was yeah. like, so we we found this officiant in Austin for sixty bucks, and he married us on the Capitol steps. My parents came, nice. um, and then a couple weeks later, we went to the Dominican Republic, and we had one of those all inclusive packages where they took care of everything. And we had about 30 people show up, mm. and we had a blast. Nice. I, it was yeah. stress-free. You know, I got to pick flowers and things like that, but it wasn't... 
there was no stress about the whole thing. Yeah. And we just great. had a good time and we enjoyed yeah. it. And we I thought that's more of what nice it should times. be about yeah. than, oh my gosh, this is a year of planning. This is stressful. We still have friends that talk about our, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> our, our destination. Because it was a fun party. We had such a blast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we it was did. a great time. We did. It, had, it was a mixed bag of, of people, you know, and individuals. So I think it but when we balanced were, everybody up. Yeah. When we were doing all those planning and stuff and I saw that kind of hole on the internet, I was like, okay, well, what do officiants do and who are they? Yeah. Um, and so when I started thinking about that, okay, you know, retired um, clergyman, yeah. maybe somebody who got ordained online that's doing this as a second job or something mm. like that. And I then realized that this is never a full-time job for anybody. Mm. So they're not going to invest the time and the money to market themselves mm-hmm. in a way that you can really, really find them. So as a person who's done nothing but sales and marketing all her life was like, oh my gosh, there's a hole on the internet. Yeah. Well, let's go <laughs> let's feel it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of brought up the idea to him because he's just a natural performer speaker. I could not go well, up how and I, do that. How I can contribute around here, I guess, is, uh, <laughs> you know, I do the officiating. But, um, you know, honestly, when, when we got married and, and, you know, we had a, you know, a a nice individual who had the time and mm. care to come out and mm. actually perform a ceremony that was mm. nice it was personal it, it, it was very small but still personal and um, after we got married I told my wife wow like how that's pretty meaningful that's pretty joyful he just made us so happy and mm. you know and if, if we had such a hard time finding somebody as she was thinking the same thing I was thinking well there's a niche you know? yeah. and I just told her hey you know um, you know, I could totally do this I could yeah. do it in English and I could do it in Spanish nice so, nice you know, um, maybe that's and another. And I, of course, said, can we wait till after the wedding? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been, you know, growing up and all that stuff, always in front of the camera, always yeah. acting up, you know, in any type of plays or anything. Well, where did you grow up? Like that. Uh, I'm from Eagle Pass, a yeah. small town on the border. Oh, I know Eagle Pass, yeah. Yeah, good, good place. Yeah, nice cool. Place. Very nice. And then how did you get up here? Was this a family move? Was it work? No, how did you get just, to San Antonio? Well, it's such a small town that there's not very there's limited opportunities. I got you. So the you got to yeah, you gotta get out of there. Yeah. Uh, so first you still move, have family down in the valley? Oh, still have nice. parents. Uh, cool. Two sisters, parents, one brother in uh, in uh, McAllen. Right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're kind so of... So you go visit around. a little bit back and forth to keep up with family? They come here more than they anything come, now. They like coming here. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably a fun trip. Exactly. That's cool. I think they come up here and have a little more fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his parents love to come here. We have a pool in the backyard. So everybody's like, oh, well, let's do oh, Thanksgiving at Carrie and Renee's. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, let's do this. Well, I know groups. my parents are at this age now, finally, to where they don't have kids in the house anymore. They're pretty financially set, uh-huh. you know. But they're not... They're not old you know they're not at the point to where they're like well we kind of just gotta stay we can't travel so they're like hey kids are scattered we got the money we're just gonna go visit and that's gonna mm-hmm. be fun instead of having the big collective you mm-hmm. know all the siblings at mom and dad's house your, your parents and... sound like my parents but my mom's going on crafting cruises now <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you're going where i did not know that was yeah, a thing I'm yeah i did not know for either, seven but... days to do my crafting with all my crafting it, it, friends yeah. it just comes to show you that you know yeah. hey, you can make money doing just about anything <laughs> hey that's cool if there's a, an idea yeah well there's well, an idea there's where will, did you right? did you grow up here in town Carrie? actually i was born in purell Peoria, Illinois, and uh, we moved up to Austin when I was uh-huh. about five. Um, basically up north and stuff, you have a lot of unions, yeah. a lot of that kind of work and stuff, and everybody's on strike, and yep. my dad was just not, you know, that type He's of person. He's not about it. Yeah. So, um, 
we came to Texas because there was a lot of work here and stuff. And yeah. I grew up in Austin, moved out to the Cedar Park North area, mm-hmm. um, and ended up playing softball in college. So I played for A&M for a year. Sorry, Aggie fans, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Went to um, Southwest, which it then turned into Texas State by the yeah, time I yeah. graduated. And when I was still in school, I was hired by a timeshare company, mm. and I was running about 80 OPCs, basically those terrible people that make you go on the timeshare presentations yes. and offer you the gifts. Yes. <laughs> so I was doing about 80% travel at the time, running about 80 of them. So I already kind of had that full-time job before I was out of college. Um, so when I got out of college, but you know, as much as horrible, as awful as that can make you feel, uh-huh. like to put that much pressure. God, what an like if you can live in that world, oh, if you gosh. can really sell in that world. I mean, that takes a, yeah, you really can. Because you're selling air. That's what you're doing. You're selling air. Um, It was, it was, it was a complicated job. I loved it though. I mean, it was really high pace. I had a really good team. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's what brought me to San Antonio because their hub was here. Um, And then I worked for the Express News for a little while and things like that. And then um, the executive director of the Riverwalk searched me out because he saw me doing a lot of um, nonprofit events, Mm -hmm. helping out um, with a couple of, you know, big names like Priest Homes and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And he just kind of kept seeing me out. And he was like, I want her. Yeah, And so he took him about six months for him to convince me to come work a nine to five. (laughs) I think that was your biggest struggle. (laughs) You didn't like the... Well, I normalcy of the schedule, or I don't. I also think there's a lot of wasted time going into an office and a lot of politics and stuff. Um, I can get it's like high school all over again, except smarter (laughs) games, you know, exactly. (laughs) And I I can get things done, you know. I I mean, I don't need to be micromanaged, I don't need to send somebody, I can just get things done. When I was working for the Express News, you know, I had to come in from this time to this time. And, you know, we'd get commission and everything. Well, half the time I'd already hit my commission bubble by, like, within two weeks of the month. And nice. it was like I was basically off for the next two weeks because to go to the next level, which they didn't want you to really go to. Oh, they didn't want to pony up for yeah, that. Yeah, you know, like, I'd be, like, really, really working hard to the point, like, and then what if it didn't pay off? So yeah. it was like, oh, I've got a sales call. <laughs> for the next two weeks. See ya. I come home from lunch. I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, uh. You know, I'm, I'm on a sales call. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm like, that's great. That means you measure numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good job. That's true. <laughs> yeah, sales is a sales is a funny thing. I I I had a friend of mine who sold cardboard, and I I mean, this dude. What you tell me? What differentiates his cardboard boxes from other people's cardboard boxes? Uh, but you know, well, you know what it is. It's the sales guy. Yeah. Yes. It's they loved him, and he was one of those people that could talk about anything and could make anything sound great. And I don't mean he was schmoozy and manipulative. That's not what no. I'm trying to say. Right, right. He was just like a passionate guy about his clients and interested <laughs> sincerely in what they were into. And people went, "Hey, he's cool. I'd, I'd like to have him around more." Yeah. And well, they prior- just added value. And I thought, freaking cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had zero oh, sales experience before I, I got to this. I was more, I was more in a structured uh, world, you know. Yeah, I what did you do? What did you do before? Corporate. I worked yeah. for Star Shuttle and yeah. you know one of their service advisors, helping yeah. their technicians. That's my background as yeah. well. I have an uh, engineering degree, so that's what I that's what I did. Help uh, everybody out there. But yeah, it was nine to five. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. with had multiple supervisors. Sure. And, 
you know, structured schedule, you know. So I, was it a get your hands dirty engineering type job or was it a not really if I if I needed to go in and teach, yeah. Process. It was more of a it was more of a teaching. If somebody oh, if one see. of our techs ran into a a troubleshooting problem. I see. We get our heads into it. You know, hey, well, this is what we're gonna do, and yada yada. yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of paperwork, a lot of sure. paperwork and contracting, contracting work. Yeah. Uh, you know, working with uh, Via Metro, which is a, another big, huge contract. Yeah. For us, and it was a big responsibility to uphold the contract, and it was a big percentage of the company. So uh, it was a big task, and it was a lot of paperwork, and you know, I wasn't. Uh, when my wife said, "Hey, um, we're doing so well." Um, you need to quit your job and you know yeah. you need more help you can contribute a lot more here yeah it was such a struggle to get into being what you know I'm what sure. Carrie is which she used to be more of a free spirit and all that stuff where I need the yeah. the uh, you know the hey let's the uh, you know the structure mm-hmm. hey Renee this is what we're gonna do today yep you know? and it's just it was a struggle to me I can relate to, to this a hundred percent because like a hundred percent because my wife um, who now spends most of her time behind the scenes uh-huh. But is the entrepreneur between the two of us? That's me. I mean, she is the brains, the creative vision, the marketing, the director, the looks. I mean, she is everything. <laughs> and and then, but I get out because my one trick pony is I talk a lot, and she goes, "Well, go talk to people, make yourself useful," and uh, and that's it. And that's my. And it's always been that way since even before we opened this. The joke was if I couldn't make a living with my mouth, I would not be making a living. (laughs) There would be no living there. My mom always says now, she's like, well, you can't get rid of Renee. He's the face of the company. Yeah, (laughs) now you're stuck. But, but, you know, it's it's funny because I did have zero experience, but it is, to me, it it is like uh, like teaching uh, a crash course. That's why I was a coach. It's the same thing. My parents are teachers. My sisters are teachers. Both of them. Um, you know, my brother's an instructor for the board, yeah. so it's kind of like you know, yeah. you know it's going. Where do you want to go, and how can I help you get there? Yeah, exactly. And advising, exactly. and mentoring, and loving on, and filling in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And okay, we got there together, mm-hmm. and it's a partnership between you and the client. And if they see it that way, then man, you don't have to be the you know silver tongue fox or any of that silly BS that you know you get from not at all movies. No. You just got to be kind and passionate, just like and... the cardboard box guy. You just I'm so serious you that I fall you, back dude. on that all the time. Like if this dude can make a living selling cardboard I mean, boxes. I'm sure he talks about his quality of his box, but other than that, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and not even single, one charming guy. a friend that's like a packaging <laughs> no, engineer and they would be a perfect couple. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. She's got quite a job. No, I mean, I guess when we started the business, like, me as an entrepreneur, I oh. had a couple of different businesses going Where, on. How did you know that you were an entrepreneur? You, Where did that, like, you did have a couple of things going well, on. Is that, like, parents, always come out in different ways? Where you like, uh, multi-level marketing at one point, and this, and then finally you went, you did a lot of You know, and I, people have said, like, everything that Renee and I have done in the past, with past jobs, kind of all came together in fruition to do this business. Yeah. Um, it really That's is. It um, yeah. My parents... Built, built houses. My dad worked corporate for many, many years. I saw him, you know, not love it. They, you know, took a big leap and started their own custom home building wow. and everything. So 
I grew up in that sort of, you know, atmosphere. You're an entrepreneur, you work hard, you do this, you make your own living, yep. you know, um, say no to the man, basically. So you saw it. I saw yeah. it, and I, I knew where it could go and how nurturing. successful yeah. it could be. Yeah. So Were they successful, mom and dad? Yes, they're nice. very, yes. Nice. They're retired already, and they've Beautiful. been retired for years, and, you know, they just, yeah. They always yeah. push us to do better than them, and, Good. I mean, that's that's a very high standard, you wow. know. And, and we great. do, and yeah. we do. We do that's push awesome. ourselves, and it they root for us. Them. Yeah. To hear about so I mean we I had a marketing company before we started to, me and Ken tried to start a sports league we mm. had I had a couple of ventures that were really successful I had some that failed mm. um, a lot of the failures taught me you know to be better and I, I always could tell Renee the day we can figure out something that mm. I can sell that it's just a no-brainer I'm not pushing anything it's not something extra that somebody needs it's something they they have to have mm. um, then it, it's just easy because then I'm not selling anymore it's like you said I'm just having a relationship mm-hmm. and I'm educating them mm-hmm. on what they need and that's ultimately what anybody would want to do what did you do that didn't work what what companies did you try that didn't work? well we tried to do a sports sort of league and everything mm-hmm. and me doing events and everything the hardest thing about events outside of the wedding industry mm-hmm. to be completely honest is you got to get people show up mm-hmm. yeah so it's a lot of marketing yeah. a lot of getting out of there a lot of dollars mm-hmm. to yeah. get people to show up yeah. in the wedding industry you your couple invites everybody yeah, so your right. crowd is there <laughs> that's it's, very true it's very 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 simple mm-hmm. um whereas you know even with the Riverwalk, with some of our events i mean you know, not many people know about some of the things we do out there because they're not big popular events or that interesting to people. But yeah. with the wedding industry, I was like, well, the crowd's bit built in. And so people ask me all the time. They're like, you know, we do about 120 weddings a month between the two companies. And they're like, how many do you do? How, how, how do you do that many? And I was like, I'm literally like the FedEx of weddings. I'm logistics. Mm-hmm. I trust in my vendors. And I let them know where they need to go and give them the information they need to do a great job. Mm -hmm. And if they're trained well and they're passionate about what they do, it's very, very simple. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard, especially with with Renee's company compared to Everlasting Elopements. I mean, you've got to be passionate about marrying people. I I mean, there's there's just no other way. (laughs) Well, what do you think going through a couple of ventures that didn't work... I mean, what do you walk away learning from that? Is that like, do you, is there this big emotional ego bruise that you had to get over and that was a triumph? Or where did you, where did you go from A to B there? I don't know. I, I don't really get that hurt by things. I'm just like, okay, well, this wasn't it. It's more of let's, 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 let's move let's, on to the next thing. Let's huh? move That's on good. to the next That's thing. That's healthy. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned through all of it is the technology aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many options out there to do the things you need to do. No kidding. But figuring out which one's best, yeah. it, it is a long process. Mm-hmm. And it's a and lot an of expensive tr- one. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of expense. Um, and it's the same thing with marketing and advertising <laughs> yeah, yourself, yeah. too. Um, the nice thing about what really happened with Everlasting Elopements is, is I finally found something that I hardly have any competitors with. Mm. I fill a niche that most people don't even want to bother with. Mm-hmm. Most people who want to do weddings, they want to do wedding planners, they want to do these big, huge weddings, and that's what excites them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, no, I'd rather just stay with the small, intimate, appreciative mm-hmm. couples, you know, like that's... Horrible. That's our niche, you know? Um, and so I, there's not very many other businesses out there that, that do what we do. Yeah. And so when it comes to the marketing and stuff, 
My problem is, is the big marketing companies like Wedding Wire yeah. and The Knot, they don't have a space for me. Mm. So I go and place Everlasting Elopements in an officiant. Well, mm. I'm not just an officiant. I'm an all-inclusive package. We'll go what does that mean? What, tell me what is that. So my people come in. And um, our packages include basically everything you need to have for a small wedding, all oh. in-house. So the officiants included, the photographer, um, I have an in-house floral designer, I have a wow. cake designer, and then I have four coordinators on staff. Mm. Um, I have video people. So all in all, we have like 60 vendors that work mm. for us. One six or six zero? Si 60. 60, wow. Yeah. And we, we serve three markets, so Austin, San Antonio, and the Corpus Christi area, oh, and we even wow. do beach weddings down nice. there. So I basically have teams mm -hmm. and each and that's why I say I'm kind of like just logistics sure. everybody knows what they need to do and go out there um, and so you come to me and it's an all inclusive package you're not going to meeting with this person and that person and this person and pricing everything out yeah I'm giving you quality and what's nice for the vendors mm -hmm. is um, like my photographers come to me and they get to do what they love to do mm -hmm. shoot pictures mm -hmm. capture moments mm -hmm. um, and then on I'm basically their front door yeah so they come in we they get paid for my package and everything and yep. then on the back end they can sell additional prints pictures this that nice. a lot of them um, money goes take, straight to them exactly cool. then they've got a new client they're getting to show their work um, and we've had a lot of photographers with us and video people and stuff mm -hmm. that started out with us to kind of grow themselves and now they're doing their own businesses and they're mm -hmm. on their own. Listen, I, I'm, I am, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but mm -hmm. this is like a huge thing of mine. I am a huge proponent of that. Like it, it, I am so happy with entrepreneurialism. I'm passionate about it. I love to hear that people are starting their own business. But fact of the matter is not everybody has to have their own business exactly. and not everybody has to have their own business right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good to go with the team and just do what you're good at. Because yep. when you take the hat off of photographer, baker, whatever, and you go entrepreneur, it's a whole nother ball game. Just opening up doors to where suddenly what you got into this business for in the first place, a photography or a DJ, whatever, you're gonna be doing that maybe 20% of the time, the rest of the 80%, if it feels like yuck to you the rest of this 80% mm -hmm. you're gonna hate your life yeah and you're gonna be going man it was fun when I was just DJing <laughs> instead of like when you make your passion your work when you exactly. make your passion your paycheck suddenly it's not your passion anymore and it's very easy to resent it so if you go to somebody like you who just goes hey come do what you like to do that's yeah. it Exactly. And, and then don't is. do anything else. Yep. Stay within your window and your zone of, of talent. I'm so, it frustrates me to death that people take creatives and go, oh my God, you're so good. You should do your own thing. It's harder than Why? that. It's so much it's harder easier than that. Than that. <laughs> I mean, Why I've got that weight that on that. somebody. <laughs> I mean, my photographers are the kind of the best example because I have some photographers that came in here like, okay. I want to get into my own business. Sure. I'm not quite ready, just like you said. I'm going to use you and, and get the knowledge that I need. Well, at least to they're honest on. about yeah. it. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I, mean, oh, sure. I, I know that I'm going to get the best quality if someone's coming to me for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're going to be passionate about what we do. Yep. Then I have some photographers that I have one that she's great and she's just like, I can't handle the business. Yep. Part. Yep. All I want to do is go shoot pictures. Yep. I've got three boys at home, and this is something I want to go out and do. Um, but I don't want to put up a website. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And she absolutely loves it. Mm -hmm. So, And it's a special I, person. To, I mean, sales is a very unique thing. To go market yes. yourself and go, every move over world. <laughs> 
there's obviously I'm so good that there needs to be a place for me in this world. And that takes a very unique personality, yes. I think. And not all artists have that, you know? Yeah, they don't. Um, I and where when Renee and I first started, we were a two man team. I did the pictures, he did the officiating. Wow. And we did these packages with our, you know, floral designer and cake. And we were pumping them out. Nice. And we were having a great time doing it. And um, it was awesome. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We did it. But the How business, long ago was this? Do you mind me asking? We've been in business almost six years almost now. Six years. And I'm Jeez. talking like we so, did everything the yeah. to the chairs, through the oh. setup, photo, everything. We had, and it's really nice when it starts to trickle into everybody. Yeah. But then you start yeah. going, man, these paychecks are getting big. And yeah. it, it becomes like, a, well, now we're really sharing the wealth here. But Well, yeah. I'll be honest and say, I was having a great time doing the photography and I were loved you? it nice. but then it got to the point where we were getting so big that I really needed to focus on the business yep. aspect so That's I good to take, recognize that. yeah and I had to take myself off photography yeah. now a lot of my photographers are so good and they do such a great job out on site if I get stuck in a situation where I'm down a photographer they're like I mean the girls in the office are like oh you can go do it I'm like no yeah, <laughs> no. yeah I'm not as good as they are yeah <laughs> I, I've been out in the game for a while I yeah. don't, don't want to go do that I, I totally understand that yeah <laughs> but no we had a old beat up truck that it would overheat a little bit, and we would be passing chairs through fences, setting up, dealing with sweating, cakes and cakes sweating, and, and me changing in my truck. Uh, you know, right as soon as we're done, so yeah. we start ten minutes. I'm in there drying right. up, and you know, yeah, I mean, we and still going out there, knocking it out, and yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was kind of funny because about two years ago when we started the beach weddings, of course we took that on again mm, yeah. and I remember about the second beach wedding we we were doing I looked at Renee and I was like this feels like we just started all over again <laughs> hey, it's, that's, that's essentially what we did on yeah. out there to build I mean, that market we had to start on our own yeah yeah, yeah. you know luckily Austin <laughs> is so close by that we just send everybody over there you know so what is it that you from six years ago to now what is it that you found as your tool to get customers in the door I think it has a lot to do with being out there on the internet and being exposed. Yeah. Um, it also has, I would say, for Everlasting Elopements, because I'm so yeah. niche that that's where I have to be in order to be found. Um, like I said, the big wedding sites, they don't really help me. Um, other wedding vendors in the industry really don't help me either, because I'm not at these big vendors right. where I need the sure. referrals and mm -hmm. things like that. Whereas Renee, right. it's, it's a lot about going out getting referrals, you know, mm -hmm. all the networking venues, and stuff like planning. that. We've been really creative and successful, especially with Texas Wedding Ministers with our outreach marketing. Um, I mean, everybody knows Renee is Santa Claus now. Um, he goes yeah. out. Yeah, you've, you've, seen studio, yeah. <laughs> you've seen us dressed as yeah. Cupid or Santa Claus. Oh, what's Cupid? Now Uncle, yeah. now Uncle Sam is on the radar. Oh, oh, I don't I, know what they got next for me, man. Well, I mean, I, I'm happy to do it. it, it it's so much fun. I, I Sometimes <laughs> I, I know the venues must just get overloaded with all of these vendors coming to them, yeah. especially new vendors and yeah. going, hey, 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 refer me, refer me, refer me. And you really have to stand out. So you have to do something different. And it's That's your trick? Yes. Because I've talked to several people about this, and especially, you know, we do planning, and I've talked to vendors or venue owners or managers, and, you know, it's just like the amount of vendors that come in and yes. do it wrong. 
It's over. It's and they come in and they go, hey, I exist. Can you hand out my flyers, flyers yeah, or no, cards or can I show up at your next open house? And it's like, and you know, we, we used to get this with the photography a lot. I get people that I've never even heard of emailing and going, you know, hey, can you send me pictures of blah, 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 which is like, you know, from a year ago, archived images that we got to go through, figure them out watermark them send them i mean they're going essentially with no introduction no hey how you doing no i'm you know yeah. at least prime me up a little at least give me a oh my god i'm, I'm so impressed by your company i would just love to get some pictures of yours on my website i mean at least manipulate the words a little bit yeah. to make me feel good about doing it instead of just going i exist therefore you owe me product like oh yeah really yeah yeah. And then getting angry when I go, yeah, you're going to go to the bottom well, of the list I there, think, Bob. You know? <laughs> I think a lot of times people, when they're starting out, that, that it's such a, it's a race. You know, they're on a sprint. And when it comes to outreach and networking and things, it's a marathon. No, oh, that's true. It, it, it's not Because a it goes from business to customer, yes. which is like a, you got to move fast. Yeah. To business to business. And that's. Which is a much different mm -hmm. approach. And it is. And, you know, for a couple of years, we were going out to the venues and we were introducing ourselves and we were trying to get on their list and this and that. It got frustrating. Yeah. And I just sat back and I was like, we got to do something different because we're going out, we're driving all these venues, we're going all these places. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks for coming by, you know? And I'm, well, what is it that they want? What is it that they need? Or is it just. Do we just have to have them remember us? Have you given them donuts that make them orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> Only you can do that. Okay. I totally, I totally recommend that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Next time we walk in there with some of these donuts, I'm like, here you we go. Pretty much go for I'll leave you. you I'll leave you guys alone. You'll remember me. <laughs> I mean, we started with Santa Claus. That was a hit. You know, we went out. We gave. And we went to the venues that we go to the most, and we really knew. We weren't trying to go to people that we don't know. We didn't know and everything. Right. right. That's smart. What we ended we up happening was other vendors started telling other vendors, and then we had vendors that we may have worked with a few times or kind of knew of us or we knew of them messaging us on Facebook and stuff because of course we post this all our social media mm -hmm. when are you coming to my venue when are you coming to my studio nice. can you come see me and so we kind of flipped the script mm. um, at the same time too it's fun and then they get to yeah, really sure. know yeah, who we are yeah. and hey we're not just officiants who are just going to come up and say hey you do you do and that's yeah. it yeah, 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 yeah. we have personalities and we have things to offer and we yeah. care and we want to have fun and we want to make a great experience for couples and if we can make that experience for you then we can certainly do it for your couples for sure mm -hmm. is kind of what that's we smart. were trying to say and so and it's funny is, is my officiants love doing it. I didn't think they were going to do it at first. <laughs> when I came up with the Ghostbuster song, they were all like, yeah, do we get protein, pro, uh, proton packs and like the suits and everything? Like, you know, um, they, they just, they kind of love it and they've taken it on in their own. So now. is this the way this works? You, Carrie, do a lot of the ideas. Yes. And then you do the manpower and lead it. And organize, it. Yeah, organize yeah. it, get the team together. That's very similar to us too. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, like you said, I'm usually behind the scenes. Like, we'll run into people and stuff who haven't seen me in a while. Like, you know, this venue owner. Logistics and... and, and wedding planners. Okay, like, we never logistics. see you. And I'm like, I'm always stuck. I'm yeah. going to be in front of the computer. Like, I'm literally logistics. Yeah. Amy, calls, <laughs> Amy calls herself Oz. Because she's always <laughs> the first behind the curtain. Yeah, that's what she... She's like, well, you know, shit doesn't really happen without me. But you don't see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know it's, it's good to have her here in the office. If, if, and, you know, if any anything arises it's great to have that backup to mm-hmm. you know any one of my staff is out there mm-hmm. can definitely call the office and she'll be right there mm-hmm. to, that's good to help fix the problem so yeah. she'll just like a dispatcher yeah. hey what's going on okay let me send yeah let me right help mm-hmm. let me jump yeah. in there so mm-hmm. yeah thank you <laughs> wonderful to well, us let me tell you how is that like <laughs> when did you come to the point of going well everlasting elopements is doing well and you actually found your niche and, and you started making money why don't why did you make the decision to split the well, companies versus add-on? Honestly, in the wedding industry, from all the officiants, you know, because we have a lot of mentors. We go to the wedding MBA every year. Mm-hmm. We're very active in, like, the officiant community because there really isn't too much of a big one. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. kind of did it opposite than mm-hmm. everybody else. We started the elopements first mm-hmm. and did the officiants second. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly because... We started doing so many wet, small weddings, and then people in the you know guests were like, "Oh, I have this big wedding coming up. You are so awesome. Can you come and perform my wedding?" Nice. That's and so, that's started, yeah. and so that's what really happened. So we were like, "Okay, well, let's break this off." But then we kind of started thinking about it, and um, my fear was, "Well, what if something happens to Renee? What if he's sick? What if um, you know we got to go out of town?" Because People are booking us sometimes out a year, year mm-hmm, and a half. Mm-hmm, sometimes sure. we may not exactly know if something's going to happen because yeah. life happens every day. Yeah, yeah. that and um, I am only one person. Yeah, yeah. and That's I knew, right. I knew he couldn't suit so. everyone's needs. Yeah, you know? And so um, we were like, we need a team, and yeah. we need to have a backup plan because the one thing that we noticed about couples is they usually hire the efficient last. That's right. Yeah, and um, they go. Oh my God! I have to have somebody who's married. Yeah, uh, like I did all of this, and I don't even have anybody. To yeah, marry. oh, it's always yeah. Some people call us a couple weeks before, and I'm like, Oh, did something happen with your efficient? Did they cancel it? No, we're just getting around to hire one. I was like, Oh, oh. okay, well, let's see who I've got. You know, there's yeah. only like three hundred and thirty thousand resources online to tell you what vendors you need. Uh-huh. I mean, I, well, yeah. that is kind of a struggle that, that we're going through struggle. right now, and I, I think all of us, as when I talk about the industry together, as we go to to the MBAs and all that stuff, uh, some of the problems that we have that we that we have or the or that we're up against, I guess, the challenges. Mm-hmm. Is, is some of those bigger platforms who offer services, traditional mm-hmm. services like, you know, The Knot and Wedding mm-hmm. Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they seem to sometimes forget that we're there as well, you know. The efficient? Yes, yes, and they forget that we are a professional vendor and we want to be mm-hmm. recognized as that professional mm-hmm. vendor because, you we're know, We're not a side thought. We're not mm-hmm. this, you know. You know, to have, you know, to have a friend or a family member officiate or somebody who's never, or who doesn't do this professionally, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to, to help the other vendors and uh, make your day run smoothly. I mean, any multiple things can go wrong. You know, as Carrie's biggest thing is, and I've seen it when some some people bring her, their own efficiency to her everlasting elopement packages, and that's she lets them, but she makes them very aware. You need to tell people to sit down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we have photography here, all that good stuff. You know, when the kiss comes, you need to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you know this is all working with other people with mm-hmm. you. Uh, so. 
we're just trying to kind of change their, you know, their the environment they're within, mm-hmm. their culture a little bit it's as good. well, yeah. and let them know that we, we 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 do all those things professionally. We make the day run it's, smoother, better. You it's, know, again, um, kind of like an education, I would say. And and so many couples just think, oh, well, they're just going to go up there and talk for 15, read. 20 minutes. They're just going to read. There's and so it's so much, much more, more than that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to have a really good vendor team. Yep. For a wedding. Yep. And they all need to work seamlessly. And with my officiants, when, you know, we are very structured in what they have to do and when they go out to these ceremonies. And if you don't do these things, then, I mean, you really can't be on our team. Mm-hmm. I want you telling everybody to put your phones away. You have to move away out of the way for that kiss. You need to know who all your vendors are before you get on site so you can work with them and have a plan so things move mm-hmm. smoothly. Because if anything goes wrong, then you guys can problem shoot together. Yeah. And so many people don't think about is, is the only one who could really solve a problem in the moment during your ceremony is the, the assistant. The mic. Exactly. Yeah. The mic, right? They're the only ones. And I mean, we've We've had everything from grandmas passing out and our Pastor Richard running and grabbing orange juice as they're walking down the aisle to someone forgetting their rings and, yep. you know, Renee oh, all oh of a boy. sudden going yeah, into prayer and slipping his ring into the groom's hand and saying, hey, you know, use this sort of thing. Um, you know, one of those things. It's it's knowing those moments. You old smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was behind the camera like, is he really doing that right yeah. now? Wow, is smart. It, yeah. <laughs> and just suddenly you're yeah. very religious, Renee. Right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Just have an introductory. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's but, those uh, little things that make things go smoothly. And I know right. all wedding vendors can tell you. Sometimes the bride and grooms don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That's there right. may have been a lot of issues, That's right. and they'll never know about it if you have a good team. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I feel like even with other vendors, they kind of think of the same way towards efficient. Yeah. Right. It, right. It's amazing how many questions mm-hmm. we get and, and, and about I, what we really do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by we want to change the the culture a little bit of, of yeah. towards us, and yeah. you know let those let these planners know that we are important. Oh, well, yeah, no, for sure. About me, you know, there's some out there that are pretty bad about it. You well, know, you want to see how important you are. Stick a bad one up there. Oh yeah, people that's go, what we, Oh, holy cow! That is my yeah. main thing. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people all the time: the people that we see that cancel the most on weddings uh-huh. are JPs. Uh-huh. Number yeah, one. That's true. Family members. Family members number friends, two. Friends, for sure. They think they can do it, and then all of a sudden they're calling in like, oh, such and such happened, and we're not coming to your wedding. Yeah, like, yeah. all together. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like most of the time I think they just get cold feet, and they realize, yeah. oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Commanding an audience is exactly. not as easy it is as it. Yeah, oh, it totally is. That is a, you know, that's an inherent... Yeah, I can't do it. It's almost, yeah, it's a blessing (laughs) and a curse to be able to get up and need the affirmation of other people. And that is kind of what it takes to go, I need you to like me, therefore I'm going to make you like me and do the right things and be the person you want me to be up here on the stage to where you go, oh, that guy was freaking great. And it it just is like, yeah, it's a talent and a... Well, it's different. I would say with wedding with wedding vendors, we are lucky. We are the only vendor that a couple will hire that gets to take the couple back for a couple of minutes and bring them back to why they did the wedding in the first place. Mm. You know, you're going to capture some beautiful moments with photography and this mm. and that, but you never get that moment to sit with them like right before they're getting married and and, and with the vows or even meeting with them beforehand mm. and creating that relationship mm. that we do with every single one of our couples. 
and we get to bring them back to mm. why they're doing this. Why do you love each other? You're why not going to have that relationship with your cake maker. Mm. With, that's you know, very with true. Your, with your florist. I mean, you yeah. might, you're going to be yeah. in love sure with that taste of like cake. Sure, <laughs> they may, sure, they may ask you how you met, things like that, but yeah. we're here to bring out that love. Yeah. We're here to yeah. express that to everybody. That's right. Yeah. And we have to, whether it's by our tone or our words, yeah. We were there for that moment, man. Yeah. And yeah, we, uh, no other vendor gets to do that. It's, Nobody it's else gets special. to do that. That is special. Yeah. Yeah. It is. How does religion enter into this with you guys? Is that okay yes. to ask? Yes. I, mean, I know you, you deal with a lot of different mm-hmm. people, and I see on your website, and we've talked yes. about before, you're kind of good with come one, come all, as long as you love each other and you're nice people and you pay your bill, then we're happy to serve you. <laughs> right? I mean, we're kind of the same way. As so, like, uh, we kind of feel like this is a relationship. So we have a variety of fishing on our team. We have everything from some retired Catholic priests, yeah. you know, to non-denominational. Different, different languages. You know, we have multiple names. different languages um, that we can do because we know that there couples are all different mm-hmm. that's right um and in this day and age there's a lot of ones that are coming together that are from different faith backgrounds yeah, the, you know the world's connected to facebook and uh, yeah. internet and you know right. you know you know it's everywhere so. and i and i think it's like you said it was really different in the 80s and stuff yeah. and where it was kind of this set thing yeah. you know now with with the younger couples and millennials and stuff they they want somebody to come in and make their wedding that's unique right. that's right. right unique and they want everybody to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just this little ritual anymore. Hey, we walk down the aisle, we do yeah. this, we yeah. walk out, hey, we're married. Yeah. It's more about like, hey, everybody, this is us. Yeah. This is our love. We love you too. Yeah. We want to share that with yeah. you. Yeah, they don't want to follow the rules. They want self-expression. Exactly. Correct. Which is cool. I like it. Right. It's, it's creative. It's, sometimes yeah. it's, sometimes um, it is breaking a little tradition yeah. here and there. Yeah. You know, and then there's some that really want to be traditional and stuff, and we can do that, and that's why we have a variety of officiants. So when somebody calls us, you know, unlike a private officiant where, hey, this is this is what I have to offer, yeah. um, we can say, okay, what are you looking for? Mm. You know, all this stuff. And then we can give them options. Mm. Here are the three or four that we think would be best for you that are mm-hmm. available on your date. Mm-hmm. Let us know. They can meet with one of them. They can meet with all four of them. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that it's a two-way um, conversation. And so even with our officiants, we have told them, Hey, you go out to a meeting, you're not connecting with that couple, just come back to us and say, Hey, you know what? That's not the couple for me because I know my officiant isn't going to give them 110% if they don't feel comfortable. And sometimes that happens. It hasn't happened much. Most of the time, my officiants go on there to still in love with every couple they yeah. meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but, but it has happened. It has. There's been a couple of brides where I've flat out said, This is not your. This is person. not. I, I'm not. The right person for you. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I got you. Like yeah. me myself, still. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't feel I'm the best fit. I like. I cannot give you everything if I don't feel yeah. I'm the best. But sure. I do have somebody else. If you'd like to speak with him or her, I can definitely arrange a meeting. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they might be able to mm-hmm. be willing to you know fill what you need. Well, without getting into specifics, because mm-hmm. I don't want uh-huh. you to feel weird about bringing up. But what? How do you turn down a client? I mean, because that's a big question. It's like that's a big concept, right? I mean, yeah. and that's something that people argue about. And talk. How do you guys do it? I think it's easy with Texas Wedding Ministers because we frame it as an interview process. Mm. My officiant is in interviewing the couple just as much as the couple is interviewing them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of easy there. Um, you know, most, and it hasn't happened too much. So usually I just tell my officiants, hey, if it's not working, just come and tell us. And, you know, we'll just let them know that you're not available. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that the mm-hmm. argument's really not there. I mean, there's no reason to make somebody feel bad over something that, 
you know, in the long run, you're making the best decision for them because yeah. ultimately we want to give them 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how we handle it with Texas Wedding Misters. With everlasting elopements, I get caught a lot mm-hmm. in this triangle. It is, it's very hard for yeah. me um, because I'm doing such a See, wide... See, this is where it gets controversial is yes. when you don't yeah. pick up on the crazy or the wrong or the <laughs> bad fit That's the, on your ahead yeah. of time. <laughs> and, and then you what? get in a few months and then you go, oh my God, I've oh collected money, I've committed to this. And I don't want to do any of it. And the, I, I know it sounds cliche, but honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when we, with everlasting elopements, have problems with people that have already hired us on, it's that they're trying to make our services something that they're not. Always. Yep. That's so, exactly right. Um, I am very, very strict about setting an expectation mm-hmm. and exceeding it. So when I have a bride come along that I know that she's trying to implement her expectation on Mm -hmm. my service, Mm -hmm. then it's one of those things where I have to step in and say, hey, this is what you got. Mm -hmm. This is the expectation of these services. Mm -hmm. If you want something beyond that, then you have to go to this next package or I'm not for you. Um, and it's usually the person who wants a lot for nothing. Yeah. It's usually that <laughs> negotiator. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in business long enough to where I don't give discounts. Yeah, we sure. never discount anything yeah. except for the military. Just we military. give them yeah. 10%. Um, but I don't need. Now, if you need to stay within a certain price range, then all right, let's look at this package and what is the one thing that you can take away yeah. are the two things that can get you here. Or can we alter the timeline of your wedding a little bit to save you a little money. Um, so many people do the whole ceremony reception, full-blown thing on the, on the same timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Ceremony. Pictures afterward with your, um, your wedding party and your family. Mm-hmm. Cocktail hours going on through that. Mm-hmm. You come back in, you eat. You know, cupcake, first dance, this and that. Mm-hmm. I could say a couple, a couple of thousand dollars just by after they come in from cere- after the ceremony, after their pictures. Come in. Cut the cake, mm-hmm. do the first couple of dances, you know, the main ones that they want photos of, mm-hmm. and do a toast or a prayer before they eat. Mm-hmm. I can get your photographer out of there, mm-hmm. I can get your coordinator out of there, and I can leave you with my DJ who's going to run the rest of the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And your photographer's not hanging around for another hour while you're eating when nobody wants to take pictures. Yeah. My coordinator's not doing the same thing. And everything just runs very, very smoothly, mm-hmm. yeah. but I save them money. The greatest thing that people don't think about, and I think one of the one things that get wasted the most at weddings, wedding cake. Yeah. People wait so long to get the cake, they forget yeah. to eat it. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. so while everybody's eating, the cake's getting cut, and guess what? It is ready to go for everybody yeah. as soon as they're done eating. Yeah. And so it works really well, and I've found that a lot of couples really like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it saves them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I just try Good and thinking. offer... Yeah. I try and offer people and educating them, you know, different options maybe of how they can do things. Um, and it's just hard because you see all these pictures on Pinterest, the devil of the wedding industry. Uh, you're, you're not a fan, huh? I'm not no. a fan. I'm not Pinterest a fan. Pinterest is so I, misleading now. I am especially not a fan with Pinterest when it comes to beach weddings. Because oh, you no. see these pictures of these There's amazing setups. Yeah. And I'm like, do you see any wind in that picture? 
That's because Something must be that is not. I mean, we're down on the coast in Puerto Ranzas. We're in the windiest places on earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are we, the second windiest or something like that? It's always top ten every other year. Top ten. And these girls went this up, and I'm like, I can't do it. Like, the yeah, wind will go Yeah, and it'll yeah. just, things will move. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's you know, I go put a whole bunch just of material on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, do you know what a sailboat is? Okay, yeah, yeah. we put that much material on there, we're going to, like, yeah. it's going to sail we're away. Gonna be out to sea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, I think sometimes with Everlasting Elopements is people just try and make it into something it's not. They want something really affordable, and we can be very affordable but within an expectation. Yeah, sure. Um, and if you want to make it into something that's not, you will be disappointed. Yeah. And I've allowed some people to do that, and every time it has backfired on me. Yeah, every, every time I, I bend the rules. You want I, to I try guess, to bend and be flexible, though. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's the biggest lesson we've learned overall. In the in end, what we in the end what we the, what we have structurally laid out, it it works. It works. You it just works. Kind of trust the process. Yeah. And every time we bend. It backfires. And you feel it. Don't you feel yes. it beforehand? You get this little red flag that goes, I don't think I should give here. Even if you can't put your finger on exactly why, I think I think the entrepreneurs who built this business with their gut kind of, you know, yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's I, don't, I don't know, but that's a nice idea. Yeah, well, when you, you bend, it. I feel like you're also bending that expectation. You're yeah. like saying, okay... Yeah. Um, I can do it, but then I'm gonna, ha- on my end, I'm really not gonna tell you that I've gotta sacrifice this, but I am. But anytime you sacrifice for something for somebody in that way, mm-hmm. you're, you're sacrificing your quality, mm-hmm. their expectation, mm-hmm. and the end product isn't as good, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it backfires every time. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest. I agree. It just happened a few months ago. I, yeah. I was trying to be nice. I yeah. was trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was the worst situation ever. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and well, he was mad. But, but he they, was mad at me. He's yeah. the one who gets after me. But yeah, but they, 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 in the end, uh, they realize in the end because we, you know, we, we talk to them. We encourage them to call us before you start freaking out yeah, or writing crazy reviews or yeah. something. Because most of the time, we, we can fix it. It's yeah. not something that we just have to let them know. Hey. Remember, this is what you yeah. wanted, and we mm-hmm. advised you against it, as yeah. it states right here in our notes. Yeah. Uh, so we just, you know, we want to well, whatever we can, we can do to remedy the situation. We yeah. will do it. Yeah. But we just want to let you know that. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, we can do anything anybody wants. Correct. But you've got to pay for that service. Well, and, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you know, it, and there, there's an extent to that. I mean, we're not trying to like go crazy and stuff, but they do need to realize if this something out of the norm, or it's going to take more time planning. Yeah. You know, set up, you know, that stuff. I mean, we want to do it. Believe me. Anything new and cool and creative, we want to do. But it it also has to be worth our time and effort and also be able to set an expectation where it's successful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So what do you feel like, and this is, uh, I apologize, because this feels like a setup of a question that you have to think <laughs> through a little bit. But what do you feel like are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in six years of business that you go, oh my God, I never, like I, when I got into this, I've learned this and I never expected, like I never expected to have gone through this and learned this thing. Wow, that's a hard question. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can come back to this if that's no, it. No, no, but no. I just I love hearing this from people because I, I people come everybody has such a different experience. But yeah. at the same time, entrepreneurialism, it's kinda like sales. Sales are sales are sales. If you can sell some one thing, you can sell cardboard boxes, right? I, yeah. So yeah. entrepreneurialism has its, you know, at its core, 
relatable things. I think my biggest thing is is that it's really hard to be great at every aspect of your business. But even if you can't be great at every aspect of your business, you definitely have to seek the correct help in order to be or have a good handle on it. Mm. Um, my biggest challenge since we've started this business is definitely been accounting. Mm. Um, I've entrusted it to some people that were not trustworthy and it backfired. Mm. And it's, I'm finally at a point now in six years, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. to where I have an in house bookkeeper who is there. And you know, at first I couldn't afford that. Sure, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I was trying to do things on my own. You know, accounting's not my forte. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sales, marketing, right? Like, that's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. You know, even logistics and going out and doing what we need to do on site. But when it came down to crunching numbers and putting things in right and recording and saving receipts and all those little things that went yeah. into accounting, yeah. it was like overload. Plus, we were doing so much so quickly. Yeah. It was the easiest thing to put on the back burner and say, I'll do it next weekend or I'll do it the next weekend after that. But when that bites you, man, yes. it bites you. And it's, it's just a snowball that keeps building. And so I feel like my biggest mistake was not taking that on from the beginning and saying, you know what? I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure this is perfect and done by a professional and what we need and, and being trustworthy. I, I try to cut corners. Yeah, sure. I bent. Yeah. And it's the same thing we were talking about when we do with couples and we bend the rules. Mm-hmm. I bent the, bent the rule of business, business to save a few dollars mm-hmm. and it ended up costing me more in the long run. Of course. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned. But I also learned in that lesson is you still have to know every aspect, even if you're not good at it, so mm-hmm. you can control it. Mm-hmm. Because... At first, it was just I didn't know it. Then I got burned. Then I came in, and I learned it, and I still got burned, but mm. I learned from that. So I had to know what was going on in order to trust somebody, mm. and I was just like, oh, it's not something I'm going to do. I'm just mm-hmm. going to push it off, mm-hmm. and it you know, it backfired. Yes, yeah, these things saying, that you go, I never expected to be you know, in the negative in this project, yet spending hours behind the scenes in QuickBooks trying to catch it. You know, I mean, those are yes. not the things that you do when you go, oh, I'm going to open and that's what's my hard floral about business and, yeah. and it's going to be so great and creative. And, and it's, there's a lot of resources out there for small business, um, but I feel like they're very general. And the people that are giving you those resources most of the time are people with small businesses themselves trying to make money. Sure, yeah. So they're capped at certain knowledge. It, 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 yeah, it's, absolutely. It's hard. Yeah. I I feel like, especially when you go out there, that there's there's not really a resource that says, "Hey, you know what? I really like your business. Mm-hmm. I've done this before." Let me help you. And, and I mean, that's a hard expectation to even mm-hmm. think that somebody would do. Um, but it is. It, it's it, it's a lot of trial and error. It's making mistakes and picking yourself up and doing it and knowing that you know a lot of small businesses and the wedding industry especially that's mostly what we're made up of. Small businesses. Small oh, businesses. For sure. Even um, the big businesses in this industry are still considered small in most other industries. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um, it's hard. And so what we found is helpful. I, I guess really on a, on a point of having mentors. And learning from other people and states, we have religiously gone to the wedding MBA um, in Vegas every year since we started business, um, and it is so helpful. I, I can't. I'm. I mean, I'm like a walking commercial for them. Every small business needs to go. I run into so many vendors, and they've like never went, and they have this problem or that problem, and I'm like, 
you need to go. Mm. You need to go because Mm. then you're not sitting with your competitors in your market and feeling like, oh, I can't tell them this or I'd be embarrassed if they knew this about me or this or that. You get to go and you're talking with somebody in New York that's this Mm. and that or California Mm. or something like that where you really get that advice. You can Mm. take it in and you know it's Mm. honest advice. Um, we have I think a, most entrepreneurs, well, I'll say most, yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of lone wolf mentalities. Yes. Like they're just going to do it themselves. They're going to get their nose to the grindstone, freaking power through, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's all on them and they're going to make it happen. And, and so I feel going, like you let's put on go connect. Oh, yeah. That. I do. Yeah. I feel like you put on blinders when you do that because, especially in this day and age, there's so many options out there. Yeah. If you don't have other minds around you that kind of make you step out of your box to see other opportunities, mm-hmm. It's really, really hard. We're the people you want to talk to of, you know, I'm having this problem, I'm having that problem. We've probably been through one or two of those. <laughs> yeah, so, I and, and, and it's all through, you know, and like you say, you know, hey, it's, it's not that it's necessarily a problem. It's a learning process to yeah. get over that hump, you know, yeah, yeah. and sitting down and coming up with a plan and mm-hmm. doing it. You and know? there's no easy answer. Uh, so Never. so it's, mm-hmm. it's really great when you go to these uh, you know, conventions and stuff because, you know, after so many years that I know I've been there and I see a lot of, familiar faces every single year as well we're the officiants we're in one room we're like an organized group nice you know we walk around together and we do stuff together and we're Mm -hmm. you know and everybody knows our little pack you know the planners know who we are the speakers know who we are right away you know so it gives you that sense of community that there's yeah a sense of community and that's that's a big thing for us, you know. That's yeah. a big because challenge you're no longer for alone me. in exactly. your problems. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, good. And, it really, and and you you know, it's especially hard for officiants. I think it took um, us a while here to even be you know friendly with other officiants. You know, before you know what I mean. Well, and that was a pretty good challenge. It's also. still a challenge. Um, I will tell you, I I was very disappointed um, in the officiant industry here in San Antonio. Um, we did an event. Mm-hmm this past January called the Officiant Connection. And what we did is... Did um, you set it up? We set it up. We we invited multiple officiants to come along. And the idea was, is after the bridal extravaganza, the bridal fair and all that stuff, to take all the leads that we had gathered and invite all these couples out to kind of do like a speed dating event with the officiants so that they could meet with multiple officiants and find the person that really fit them. Not just your people, like Not a bunch of other different uh, other officiants as well. Yes. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And That's so cool. I because well, I thought if we all come like together, said, it's a community. Yeah. yeah, people are going to naturally flock who, who they want to go yeah. and be yeah. with. Yeah. Exactly, whether it's me or right. uh, you know Jim or Joe or oh, yeah. Sally yeah. or yeah. Erica yeah. or whoever yeah, else yeah, was yeah. there with us. Yeah, wow. You know, those people know what they want. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm not, with a wedding, it's a, it's a one-time thing. I'm not trying to sell you on something you want. You you either want us to be your vendor or yeah. you don't. That's right. I, I mean, there's no in-between there. And so, you know, we, we did it over at the Lambermont. We had everybody sign up online. Um, and they gave us all, you know, wedding, all their details so that we could narrow down who was actually available so they weren't meeting with people who weren't. Yeah. And then, you know, then they could make a conscious decision Sounds about like who was. Undertaking. It was. It was extremely successful. Nice. Um, we had 31 couples show up, cool. and of the 31 couples, every single one of them booked an officiant. Holy cow! Wow! We had a 100% closing ratio. Wow, that's huge. So it you was didn't huge. Show up, you didn't get. Yeah. But what was disappointing is yeah. that was so successful when we called other officiants to come. To come. To come. Either we got straight out no's and we're kind of scuffed at, honestly, yeah. 
or we had a couple of them cancel on us last minute. Nice. That's not classy at all. It was very I was excited to have everybody uh, come over. That's what I'm about. You know, know, the planners get together. The planners get together. The photographers get together. Things like that. But I feel like with the fishing, it's so much. It's just me. We cannot. It's just me that they're they're not wanting to create we, that community. We, we cannot change the culture. We cannot raise the bar. We can't raise our prices. We can't be treated as true vendors if we don't do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's kind of what, what's been our challenge as mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the efficient side. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is making sure we're all working as a community, man. Mm-hmm. If we all do the great the great job at the same standard, same that we can all charge the same price, which is a great you know, price yeah. and higher up. But and then it's, then it's an easy division, that, you know. That hey, respect, we're, that treatment, then we're never going to be up there. And yeah. Like mm-hmm. Well, then it's a true division. Hey, we're professional officiants. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're all about this price range. Mm-hmm. We do this, this and that. We hold ourselves to this standard. Mm-hmm. Then when the little guys come in and that are advertising $100 on Craigslist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. someone bride calls you and they're like, well, so-and-so is only charging $100. Well, I hope so-and-so shows up to your wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, so that one of those things. It's easy for a couple to go, well, why is this person 100? The yeah. But the other three people we called are three, 350 or whatever okay. the price mm-hmm. may be. Then it kind of sets that standard. It starts educating couples. The problem that we have with officiants, especially since a lot of times they're one-man shows, is I feel like they devalue themselves. They drive, they mm. drive that dog to the bottom. You know, they, oh, sure. They keep driving yeah. And what they don't understand pricing. is, is when they discount and they make exceptions mm. and they keep lowering their price, mm. they're just driving us all to the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're all driving us to the, the to, to just, I mean, it's like thumbtack. Mm-hmm. Next yep. to Pinterest is yeah. the second worst thing anyone could ever do. If you are a new vendor in the wedding industry, starting your business, do not get on Thumbtack. Yeah, so, I guess Yelp is three, right? But yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's another bottle line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Thumbtack, I mean, that's what it is. It is a pool yeah. of vendors who are bidding out for a couple, and the couple's just looking for. Yeah, it's price. the lowest common denominator. Thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, correct. It's, yeah. And so you're just driving each other to the bottom. You're you're not going to grow that way. Yeah. You're not going to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand some people have to use it to start out. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but get it for what you need and then get out. Mm-hmm. Don't support a, a platform like that that's basically driving small businesses oh, yeah. under. It, it's it's one doing. thing to, to, to go, hey, I'm just going to get a little bit of experience. I'm basically going to get things away for a little bit. Yeah. But you don't build a business on that. Kind of no. Stuff. That's no, like no, a, no. that's a begin the momentum process. Yeah, yeah. And, and think about yourself. I mean, what goes on on site when you do charge those $125? Is, is the bride going to be super late? Uh, you know, what kind of crowd are you going to have? You know, where are you? Are you traveling somewhere for that 125 Or you I mean, there's a lot of other variables yeah. that you understand. You're just, I'll take the job. Yeah, you do it a few times <laughs> and you go, I ain't making money. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because your time yeah. is money. Time is money. Yeah, that's right. If, when you start wasting your time for yeah. that 125 you start like, thinking, yeah, oh, man, yeah. maybe this wasn't the right yeah. idea. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're Let me right. go talk to Ray and see what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I have, you know, we had a, a new official that we added yesterday. It's the same thing. He goes, oh my goodness, this is great. You you guys provide so much. This is yep. fantastic. I love it. And my wife goes, well, we just, you know, if you need to be on. He's like, no, no, go ahead. Sign me up. Let's do this thing. I'm in. <laughs> no, nice. Yeah, that's good. Well, a lot of people don't want to think through that stuff, Yeah, and you know? he's his own person. He had his own old style paperwork and oh, everything yeah. on paper and this and that. The legal pad. Oh, we yeah. got everything here for you. Yeah. We have your yeah. contracts, your yeah. this, your that. Yeah, all we the tools are there. That. We got everything. That's cool. So, yeah. so he, was, he was excited <laughs> as are yeah. we. So. Well, so do you have uh, any particular advice for um, 
I'm going to put this two different ways. I want to talk to the clients who are just getting in to build a, 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 an event mm-hmm. and then people who are trying to get in and start a business. Starting with the clients. If like your little sister, I don't even know if you have a little sister, but there's always <laughs> the way I give advice because whenever I give advice, it sounds solicitous to the brides. I'm like, here's if my little sister was choosing a planner or a photographer, this is the advice that I give them. So it doesn't sound solicitous coming from me. So if you had that, and they just, you know, hey, I got a ring. Hey, I'm going to plan such and such event. What do you do? What do you tell them? Wow. I, I mean, with me, it's hard because since I'm so much different than the traditional wedding. Yeah. And I, they're not going out to separate vendors and discussing mm. this and discussing that and discussing that. Um, mine's more about, I, I can save you time and stress. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go out, you're going to try and learn all these things, you're going to get on Pinterest, you're going to do all these things, but in the end, what is the end result you're trying to get? You're trying to plan a wedding that everyone's going to enjoy and that you can share some time with your fiancé and really celebrate your love. Mm. When you do all this planning and stuff on your own and don't leave it to the professionals, you throw that out the window because I guarantee you that night you're not going to be with your fiance you're not going to enjoy fun time with your friends and family because you're going to be worried about all these other little details and it now it it's not about you getting married anymore it's about planning an event so my question to most brides are do you want to get married or do you want to plan an event mm-hmm. like the experience. Yeah. Do you want the experience of planning an event or do you want the experience yes. of being a part of your wedding? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I tell them. If you hire professionals and stuff, you're going to get to have a wedding. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to enjoy the time. You're going to get to share memories with your guests. Mm-hmm. You're going to get all that because we're going to take care of all the little things. Mm-hmm. If you want to plan a wedding mm-hmm. and that's what you're really there for, table settings, shades of tablecloths, you know, this, that, and everything, and you want to only spend about five minutes with your fiance on your first dance because that's probably the only time you're really going to get to talk to them yeah. because now you're the host of your show, right? Mm-hmm. You got to go greet everybody. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to make sure the table settings are this, this, and that. It became an event. Right. So, and there's two types of brides. I mean, some people want this and some people want that. I just tell them that that's the choice you're making. You, you either want this or you want that. And so I can fit hey, you want to enjoy your day, you don't want any stresses, you want to go out there and have a great time and enjoy the moments with your friends and family and have an intimate setting, I can give you that. If you want to plan and do all this, I'm not in. Yeah. I'm not. You need to go somewhere else. Well, what about for, and let me ask it this way. This is one more question after this and I'll mm-hmm. let you guys go because I know I've taken up a lot of your time. But um, let me ask it because I ask it give advice for people who are just starting a business. Let me put it, frame it this way. If you had to scrap this and do it all over again, and you went, hey, for whatever reason, poof. <laughs> but you gotta, you want to do the same thing, but you gotta start today. What are the first three things that you do? Hire an accountant. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say that was the first thing. I was gonna say accountant. Hire the first thing I was gonna say. I would have had him working full time with me from the beginning of the great. show. Yeah. Wait, wait, say that again because I. I so about what halfway, a little bit more than halfway through the business, he quit his job because. We were nervous about starting the business and where things were. I mean, you got to think, when we started the business, I was a sales marketing director for the Riverwalk. I was making very good money. We, we were nicely comfortable. And he was working full-time as well. And he mm-hmm. was working full-time as well. And 
you know, things grew really fast within five months that I couldn't do both. And I took the leap, but that's more my personality. Like, he's more of the settled down one, and I took the leap and said, I'm going to take this away, and we're going to go with this. You're not risk averse. You're I'm, like, I'm, we're doing this. This is where life is going. I'm yeah, going with it. I, this yeah. is this is my destiny. This is what we're going to do. And I took that leap, and um, I wish at that point that I would have had him take the leap with See, me. See, this is yeah, interesting because this is my next totally question. Agreed. That was my second question right after this was, how do you... How do you know when to take that leap? So we'll just answer both at the same time. How, so you just your gut, your gut. You because know when you, it's time. You, you know that feel it. you gotta wait till your boat gets such and such close to the shore before you make that leap. You don't want to do it too far out or you're drowned or you whatever. You just feel it. When she told me to go ahead and do it, we had already discussed it in the past, and I was very weary. But I think as maybe a couple a couple of months went by, and she asked me again, and at that point I saw where things were, and I said, you know what, she needs help. Mm. And if she can't get over these humps if she doesn't have my help. Mm-hmm. And the business can't move forward one. because it's my business and we need help with this, yeah. this, and that. We gotta build that capital. We gotta move forward. If we we can't expand we can't you know, we can't have a staff we have. I, I think you would say the same she thing doesn't get the help. It, it is a huge benefit to be able to come in as a couple or even like a mother and daughter team or a family team or something where you have that support and there's more than one of you mm-hmm. because then you can kind of support each other in that. I also know that it's really hard, though, even when you're a team and you're kind of like business partners because, you, you know, families fight. I mean, I'm sure you and Amy sometimes yeah. get into it. Yeah. Well, oh, no, we have a perfect relationship, Carrie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and it's hard to do that, but if you can work through it and have a partner that is as invested in the business and the goals that you are... Yeah then it's really a huge success key. I know I couldn't have ever done it without Renee, mm-hmm. and I would go back, I would have had him take that leap with me. I think we probably would have struggled there in the yes. beginning, mm-hmm. but I think we would have gotten to where we wanted to be quicker. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know. It, so you think putting all your chips in, you know, when you kind of start getting that gut feel, put all your chips in and just do. Well, I, we've had a couple of people that work for us, and we still have some and that are those people who do five or six different things Mm -hmm. and they do everything at like 20, 15, 30, maybe 45% here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they never get good at one thing and it's just like they're picking from this tree, picking from this tree, picking from this tree and they never have a wholeness. Um, I got to the point where I was at the Riverwalk and everything and I was working this business that I was getting pulled Mm -hmm. two different directions to where I couldn't give either one of them 100%. Because you can kind of do both for a while while. and really feel like you're doing it. But at some point, you just can't. You can't stretch yourself out too. And you need help. And I think that was the point for me. And then, you know, just being a small business in America and the challenges you go through Mm -hmm. and all of the things that you realize expense-wise that gets put on you as being a small business and you know in a few years you learn you're like oh my gosh this is so much that standalone issue is why we kept saying no you stay with a corporate job if anything happens this and that we've got that safety net but it really never was a safety net looking back Mm. it really wasn't just gone. We could have just gone and done it, and you know, I mean, I guess that's easy to say because we're at it's a successful point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if we were like, if we failed at it, we might not have said right. that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were we thinking? But I think we just did it 
regardless of the fact that we just it was the right it was the right choice. But that contrast time. that a little bit. Let's yeah. say you have somebody who's maybe not going to make it, but I tell you what, you can't. Yeah. You're never going to know if you're only giving forty percent to your business. And yes. it's very true. And it's kind of shaky. Usually throwing another sixty percent in, you're going to know pretty quick. Yeah. Are you going to make it or not? And I, if you are, I hate to like say all entrepreneurs, but I think a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to. Man, they're just going to do what they're going to do, right? And they have it in them. It's like an artist. I mean, they have it in them, and until it's birthed, they're not going to be okay. Their That's brain is going, you know, it's just, it's got to happen, and it's got to happen this way. And there's like this legalistic, suddenly there's a black and white, it's got to happen, and it's got to happen this way, damn it. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're just well, I totally my wife to you. a tea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. That's been a true challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I am. I I'm that person who will work from setup. Yep. To sundown, and he will stand in front of my office and be like, "You need to get off the computer." Yep. I want my wife right now. You need to get off your computer. Because are you? Do you have kids? No. No kids. You have your dogs. We have our dogs. So it's not like you have and, some and I, you know what? People uh, say, dependent we, screaming at you. Yeah, we, we have kids. In the, I feel like we have kids in a sense of we do have staff. Right. And yes. they have become our kids <laughs> yeah, in I a understand. sense. Um, Most of them start off when they're you know, young, yeah. in their young 20s. Yeah. One of us, what, Leslie's been with us for uh, yeah. 19. Yeah. We we run our business like a family. I'll be honest. But that is family. Um, I never wanted anybody to feel like a number. Yeah. I hate corporate culture. I don't think that it breeds creativity. Mm-hmm. I don't think it breeds you know people who are working for you to really care and put give you their one hundred percent for your yeah. company. Yeah. Um, we're very flexible with everybody, and we're lucky in the sense that with our companies, everybody can kind of. Since they're vendors and they're coming in and they're doing this or they're doing that, they can make their own schedules. They can have their own lives. They can deal with their families and do that thing. But they all like to come in. They love it when we go bowling. Our Christmas parties are epic. Oh, cool. That's great. (laughs) Um, You know, Christmas parties, I've got wads of cash in my back pocket. And we're playing all kinds of games. But you got to do something for that cash. Cash and everybody's doing I mean, our relay race has become pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know... We do fantasy football. We do, like, um, everybody kind of really likes the atmosphere. I mean, we work out of our home. So what was a big challenge for me when we started, too, and I guess that would probably be number three, was was trusting people. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, like you said, they come in and they think they, they do it all. This is one way. Oh, delegation and, and they, they is hold not a on natural to it. thing. Yes, yeah. it is. It's very hard. So the first person that we hired that, like, was really, like, staff staff, it was Leslie. She was 19 when we hired her. She worked um, around at this Mexican food restaurant around the corner we went to all the time, and she was the hostess. And we heard her on the phone, and we're like, oh, gosh, she talks so good. But we were saving every penny we had, and we were living in this little bitty duplex Mm -hmm. and running the business Mm -hmm. out of it and everything else. So I had to bring somebody into our small little home with our two dogs Mm -hmm. in a 10 by 10 room where our chairs hit each other. I mean, we had to basically become really close. I understand. Um, And I had to trust her. I mean, she's in her home. What if she stole? What if she did this? What if she did that? Um, (laughs) Now I'm knowing Leslie, I know what's going to happen. I mean, mean, Leslie would never do that. But I mean, we didn't know that going in. Um, And so... We took a chance, and he had been telling me for months, 
if you don't hire somebody, if you don't hire somebody, if you don't hire somebody, we finally broke down and we hired her. And she's been with us to this day. And when Leslie came to us, she was young. She wasn't going to school. She really didn't know where she was going in life. Within months, I was like, look, you are not going to sit in this office with me day in and day out and not do these things. I'm so proud of her. And that's why I say they're kind of like our children. She went, she graduated with her master's, not last December, but the December before. Wow. Did it quickly. Like never daughter. took out one school wow. When she needed it. extra money or whatever, she came and she worked for me more. And I gave her that option. Mm-hmm. We supported her. Are you hiring? I'm going to come work for you. <laughs> <laughs> then um, after she graduated, she really planned to go to Thailand. But she really, she was at that point where things were just kind of spent, you know, and I'm laying in bed with Renee one night. I was like, you know, Leslie really wants to go to Thailand. He's like, yeah. And I go, you know what we have to do. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, He goes, you get get her plane ticket. Wow. So I called her and like she was in trouble in the office. I was like. Oh, you're that (laughs) far. I'm going to set you up to be like crap. And then, yeah. I was like, how many years have you worked for me? You should know by now. And she's like, what? What What did I do? And I pulled the checkbook out and wrote her a check for the thing. And she was just crying. And what people don't understand is this was a great gift to her. But she has done so much for us. But it was also a big risk that we took. Here's somebody who had been working for us for four years that knows our business in and out Mm -hmm. and we were telling her leave us go away for eight months Mm -hmm. not knowing if she'd even come back (laughs) for real yeah we did um and we took that chance and she came back and you know jumped right back in and she's getting her master's now and everything and we work with her and you know with her schedule and i think a lot of it is is you know you have to realize that the staff you bring on when you do, they have their own lives. Yeah. They have their own goals. They have their own things. And though they may be dedicated to you right now because they need the job, you have to allow them to grow and do their own thing yeah, too. You may just be because that 100% mm-hmm. will just keep going down. Um, and so, I mean, I know Leslie's not going to be with us forever. She doesn't want to be a wedding yeah. planner or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I can be a very good, stable environment that she loves and enjoys while she continues to go to school to get where she needs to be, then I'm I want to be that for her. Yeah. Well she used to say you invested into people's lives and they look back on you and go, Man, I loved that season. Well and it's the same thing with Mm -hmm. like we were talking earlier with like even photographers. We've got those those that come on or, you know, Kate floral designers and yeah. things like that that they're like hey I'm just starting yeah. but eventually I want to be on my own yeah. it's the same idea yeah come on board we've had a photographer where we'd had to lend them the camera so we, we send our staff to school you yeah. know things like that or yeah. accountant medicine there's, there's, this is going to be you know a, you know a beneficial for the both of us go then yeah. Yeah. come back and teach us yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That, so like, we're always you know yeah. and best you interest be, of, of you have to be staff, flexible you know? like that yeah. you can't expect that you're just hiring somebody and like it, it can't be a one-way sort of thing. Like street, you, right? Yeah, you just... We're not corporate. We're not those yeah. people that we you used know, to work we, with. We yeah. have pool meetings. We don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our uh, corporate meetings are held right now. In the pool. In the pool, pool right there. Right <laughs> Under an umbrella. <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? Because this, sure. this has like been, it's come up a couple times, and we've joked about it, but... I, and I'll, uh, mm-hmm. But... So you guys have different personalities. You're the entrepreneur of the two. What would you tell somebody? Because I this comes up a lot. People ask me, uh, "What do you do if you have that, and you got to go at it alone?" 
you know, <laughs> with you guys, Renee was like, hey, I believe in you, I trust you, and it's obviously in his heart to, let's do. Yeah. But not everybody exactly. has that. And I don't mean like no support. I don't mean like they're against it because that mm-hmm. seems like a pretty evident. You guys got way more problems than one of you is an entrepreneur and one of you is <laughs> right? You guys, now it's time for therapy. But I just mean... <laughs> I just mean, hey, you got this thing, and you got bills, and you got expectations, and maybe you got kids, maybe you got responsibilities, and but you have to do. Yeah. What do you? Do uh, you have advice for that? Because I mean, you know how. You know, it, it's very hard because I would say the reason that I've gotten over that whole thing is because of him, one hundred percent. It is hard for me to click it off and say to myself, okay. I need time for myself or even before like we even started the business and I had other businesses and I was working from home and everything and he would come home and he'd be like okay I'm off work and I'm like I'm not <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Um, and we were very separate at that point it's funny to say because I don't think many people would believe this we fought more and had more issues in our relationship mm. prior to the business mm-hmm. than after. Mm. Um, and I think it was because our lives were so separate. Mm-hmm. He did his thing, worked his job, did his knowledge. I did my thing. I worked my job. I did this knowledge. And it's very hard for us to come together. I think our biggest problem is now is now we're doing the same thing. We don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I understand that. I think our biggest challenge is when we sit down at dinner yeah. and I tell her, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, I don't want to talk business right yeah. now. Yeah. And we That's sit right. there and... They have a quiet conversation. <laughs> quiet no, no, no. You give it about 15 minutes and it's right back to it. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. know what happened the other day? <laughs> you know what? I forgot to tell you this. Yeah. No, no, no. We got to do this. Yeah. And before you know it, we're like, and I, I thought we are going to talk business. I would say with that question, it's really hard for me to answer because when I was in that moment and I was by myself, I mean, of course... He was always supportive in anything that I did, really, but he wasn't yeah. involved in it. No. It wasn't like that type of support sure. like we're yeah. talking about. Um, it, You feel like no one else understands. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason that with, as an that entrepreneur, when you're on your own, you take everything in and you try and do everything on your own because mm-hmm. you don't feel like that. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. It's very hard to bring somebody on and delegate some out. But if you... Just expose yourself to the point where you don't have enough energy to do it, or you know, you're at a cost where you're spending so much time yeah. to get something. I'm not saying don't do hard work, but most really grand ideas, you know, people aren't 24 mm-hmm. 7 working that idea. Mm-hmm. At some point, there's a switch, and they may have worked really, really hard, but it goes to the next level. You have to know when that switch is just not going to turn on. Well, that's that's a hard decision. It is, and it is because people get so emotionally involved um, in their business, and I think part of like even when we've talked to other wedding vendors and ventures and things that they've done, and I won't mention any names, but there's one in particular Mm -hmm. that has reached out to us for advice a couple of times, and I've tried to tell this person multiple times, you're making decisions based on um, emotions. Mm And what you vested mm-hmm. and you're not making decisions on business mm-hmm. and what works mm-hmm. and you're coming to me and asking me what have I done to be successful or whatever Renee and I not really I but Renee and I have done oh is he a part of this I know no, right no, <laughs> sorry oh, man. Stuck, stuck with me man yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
And the biggest thing is, is I tell them, I'm like, you cannot make emotional decisions. You have to base it on the facts that you know. It is, you know, because this person was like, you know, well, I've done this and I bought this and I've done this and I, you know, I've done this, so I need to charge this. That doesn't matter to a bride and groom. They mm-hmm. don't care if you've done this or done that or done this. What they care about is the end product, mm-hmm. what you can do from them, mm-hmm. what your venue looks like, mm-hmm. what your portfolio for your photography looks like. That's what they care about. Mm-hmm. They don't care about all these other little things that grew this big ball of emotion. Mm-hmm. Into your business. Mm -hmm. It's business for them too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great. You guys might establish a relationship and everything. But with the wedding business, the biggest challenge I think of the wedding business as a whole compared to any other business is we don't have repeat customers. (laughs) That's right. So when we we go out and market and advertise and we spend all this money, we're spending the same amount of money as a hairdresser or somebody would that would have repeat clientele. So... You know, their 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 cost for that customer gets divided up multiple times. Yeah. Ours is a one time shot. Yeah. And you have one go at it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that's really, really hard. So I mean, I've tried some of those traditional marketing things, gone to big SEO companies, this and that. I've I've tried a bunch of them. I've spent some money that didn't work. Yeah. And what it comes down to is is what I've realized with the wedding businesses. All of those structures are based on repeat customers. Mm, interesting. And weddings aren't. Yeah. And so they look at us because we're such a niche market. Oh, easy. We target people that are engaged. <laughs> Bam. Awesome. Like, that's the one thing that the other businesses don't have. Yeah. Plumbers don't know when people are in need of a plumber. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, so that's yeah. mass marketing. Yeah. We know who our customer is. Mm. Pretty much any engaged couple out there. Yeah. Um, so the big marketing things think of us like this golden gym, mm. but what they don't take an account for is they're charging us the same prices as they would charge other people that have repeat customers. So we can't divide that cost up over that. Yeah. You never it's, make a yeah. return. And we also kind of have to limit ourselves. We're only one person, a team of 10 or whatever it right. may be. Right. We only do so many weddings. Yeah. You know, we only have so much time, and weddings are usually only done on Friday and Saturday. Is yeah. that you know? So yeah. Yeah. you have to split that up. So yeah. that's kind of a hard one. I I would tell people there is no magic answer when it, when you're starting your own business. Don't go to these big companies that are promise you you're going to be on the first page and we're going to do this. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Don't do it because they are just they just think they can solve every problem. Everybody's the same, and we're not. Yeah, it's totally different. Good thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. You cool? Anything you want to pitch? Anything you want to share before we call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Done.